Hello and welcome to the First and Football Show. I am your host, Tobias Brown. And folks, we are back with another 2023 NFL Draft Prospect prospect interview. And guys, we went back to Pace University. I'm joined today by kind of hybrid defender. I don't want to, you know, paint you into a box. So just hybrid defender, Dustin Husinovich. Dustin, how are we doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm excited to have you on because, you know, I told you off the record, I'm not sure I've ever seen a guy with as many just odd statistics in college as you have, but I want to start, you know, in high school. You know, I was reading up on you a little bit. You went to a really small high school. It doesn't look like your high school was very big. So tell us a little bit about, you know, where, you, where you're from and the high school journey you had. So, yeah, um, I'm from a small town. It's only a, um, a square mile big right outside of Newark, New Jersey. I don't know if you're familiar, but it's, it's a pretty uh, big city in here yeah. in Jersey. So right outside of Newark, yeah, it's a small school, like really a, a um like a dominant soccer, soccer town, soccer school. So yeah, football is not football is like an afterthought in my town, but yeah. So did you always play football, or you know, if you were coming from a dominant soccer community, was there ever any pressure to try soccer out? So um, I come from like a soccer family as well. So I played everything growing up, though, like. I played every sport. I played um I played football, obviously. I played played baseball, I played soccer, played basketball, played really any sport. Think about it, I played for the most part. So when did you decide that like, hey, I want to give football my full attention? I, I saw in high school you were all conference in baseball too. So when yeah. did you, you know, decide that football was gonna be what you pursued at the next level? So really, I would say after my like my junior season. For like for football, I was like, yeah, like I'm playing football in college. What was it up until then? Yeah, for sure. What was that recruiting process like, though? I mean, if you're such a you know you're a dual sport guy, you know a guy who can do it all at a high level. I mean, being all conference in baseball, football, was there? What was that recruiting process like for you? So I still, even though like I decided that I wanted to play football, like in in my own mind, I still played. Uh, like travel baseball club baseball as well. So I was doing recruiting for, for football and, and baseball had some like offers and looks for baseball too, but I never like really took it too serious. I knew I was playing football. So. So how did you land on pace? A lot of people, you know, maybe nationally aren't as familiar with pace, but pace, I mean, you guys play in a very tough conference and had a lot of success this past season. How did you decide though, that that's where you wanted to further your academic and athletic career? So really uh, what it came down to was I went on a visit. I went, well, I had them, they came to my school obviously to, to um, recruit me. And then when I got up on my visit, uh, I really, it's only an hour away, like less than an hour away from, from uh, where I am in Jersey. So that attributed to it. And then I went on my visit and um, like loved the, the staff and they showed me a lot of love, helped me out a lot. And um, with like, so, so this is like a, like a little known fact. So on my way to um, Pace on my official visit, my car, um, like something was wrong with, with the car. Um, like I, maybe it was a flat tire, something wrong with the tire or the or the wheel. And uh, the Pace coaches helped me with like uh, getting AAA to um, like get my car right. So right away on, on that visit, I was like, damn, like obviously they're, they're genuine people because like they didn't have to do that. 
So that that like swayed my parents to be like, yeah, I'm like, we want you to go to Pace. We were already, I already like had it in my head that I kind of wanted to go there. And then the visit went really well. Um, I had a host, his name's Harrison Fernandez. He was an all-conference safety at Pace. Really, really good football player. A uh, good dude. He's from the same county as me. He went to Union City High School. And he he really swayed me like and and made me uh made me want to commit for sure. You know, and you are actually the first New Jersey high school football product we've had on. We've had a lot of states, but you know it's crazy. Gosh, I've dude. I've not had a Jersey guy on yet. I I, with as many interviews as I've done, I thought I would have got one guy from Jersey. That's crazy. Now. Yeah, so, that's crazy. I got to ask you, what's Jersey high school football like? Jersey high school football is definitely definitely top tier. So, like, the conference I played in isn't. But when you talk about, like, the private schools, it's some of the best football in the country for sure because you have uh, St. Peter's Prep where Minka Fitzpatrick went. Um, you have Paramus Catholic where Jerome Peppers went. So like all that that conference is crazy. Like there's all Americans in college or all pro players in in, in the NFL that that came through that conference. So like, and then like the bigger group, the bigger group of schools like like uh, I don't know how they do it out in Ohio, but like it's called like the group four and group five schools. Like Josh Allen played, uh, Josh Allen on the um on the Jaguars from from uh, Kentucky. He played uh, in group group five football in Jersey Public School. So some definitely, definitely some good ball in Jersey for sure. See, we have D one like everything's based off division. So your big schools gotcha. are D one, and then we're all the way down to D seven. And what I've always found interesting with Ohio is the public schools play the private schools. So like once you get to tournament time, there is no separation. You know, you okay. could be a small public school going against a private school. Do you guys have that same thing in Jersey, or do you guys separate them? Um. So like regular season, some of the public schools like. The public schools will play some of the private schools, but once it gets to playoffs, uh, they don't play each other. Ohio, take some notes. It, it will <laughs> greatly help. But yeah, wanna... yeah, I'm sure like the public schools probably get beat up on in the playoffs. Then it very rarely does it. I mean, there are times where the public schools can hang, but you know, it it, it a lot less consistent because I mean, private schools just have that advantage. But you know, yeah. you talked about once you got to pace, you know. Did you think that you were going to be able to make an immediate impact on the team, you know, as far as playing time, or were you expecting to maybe have to, you know, sit and redshirt or anything like that? So, um, in in my mind, that I never had like I was never questioning like me being able to like come in and play. I always thought like, yeah, I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna end up starting. Like in in my head, like I I'm, I didn't say it out loud, but in my head, I was always like, yeah, like that's that's what I'm gonna do. So, yeah. you know, when you, I talked about you being a hybrid defensive player, you've played safety, you've played linebacker, but one thing that stuck out to me and why I say you might have the craziest stat line I've ever seen is you, you were the punter one year and I mean, not a bad yeah. punter either. So tell me what went into that conversation. You're a starting, starting defensive, you know, leader on the defense and coach comes to you and says, Hey, you want to punt? I mean, what went down there? So the week before our first game, my sophomore season, our punter had like, I think he pulled his hamstring or something. And um, so our, our coach was like, oh, like, who could punt? And, you know, I have a soccer background because my family is a soccer family. So I was like, I could punt. So started punting in practice. And I was all right. I was good enough to, you know, I was I was all right enough. I was the best at what we had. So I ended up being the punter. You get to lay anybody out as a punter. I feel like nobody no. thinks the punter can make hits, but I feel like that's an unfair advantage for you. 
Nah, I, I don't. The furthest, I feel like no one really used to like return the ball. Well, like when I was punting, just for whatever reason, I used to I used to rugby punt too. So like some of the punts weren't the best. Like I would get good rolls and stuff, but they weren't like you know probably the best punts consistently. So your 2021 season is really where you know everything came together for you. Just from a statistical award standpoint, obviously you've been all conference four times, but what was it like? You know, 2021, you get the recognition as an All American. What was that like when you found out? Wow, like I am the best of the best in the country. Obviously, you know, super, super uh, grateful, like humbled because I was like I have a poster. Uh, I don't I actually don't have it in my room right now. It's in my room at school. I'm at home in Jersey, but I have a poster that I made my senior year. And like I had like four, like we made like uh, like vision boards um, my senior year uh, in school. And my I had four goals on it. The first one was like grades. I wanted to have a 3.3 GPA for like my career in school. And then the second one was to be a um, all any 10, which is the conference we play in freshman on the freshman team. And then the next goal was to be All-American. And then the next goal was to, was to play in the NFL. So that that was like my, those are my four goals for my college, like my college, my next four years. Like that's what we had to do. So like, it was always a, it was always a, like a dream or a goal for me. So like when that, when I realized that and I see my name on the list, like it was just super, super humbled and grateful for sure. You know, and you talked about the conference you guys play in there, the NE10. You know, team a team like Assumption came out of that conference this year, made it to the playoffs, and put up a darn good fight against Slippery Rock. Can yeah. you talk about the level of competition you guys are seeing there, week in and week out? Yeah. So you know, every game, usually, if you play, we play ten games. Usually, every year, nine out of those ten games is a is a dog fight. Like you don't, no matter what team's record is, like you you're going to that game, not thinking you're about to blow the team out for. Most most times, like you're like yo, like all right, this team can have three wins this season, but one of those three wins is is or two wins is are, are teams that are good teams. Like somehow they, they you know they found a way. Whatever the matchup was, they found a way to win the game. So you know going into that game, like all right, like every week that yeah, we got to be on point. You know, and you talked about having a poster that one of the goals was to make it to the NFL. Well, like we alluded to, you have declared for the 2023 NFL draft. So I have to ask you, when did it become a reality that like, hey, this isn't just a goal I have on a poster anymore. This is a reality, something I can achieve. When did that kind of all come together for you? Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say, but I would say like just playing professional football has always been like a goal of mine, like whether it be, you know, the XFL or the CFL, USFL, NFL, like that, that's always been been the goal for me like with when once I decide like yeah like I'm gonna do this football like for, for sure when I pick football because you know my whole life it's like I want to play professional sports and I didn't know what sport I wanted to play but once it I locked in on football I was like all right well like, I want to play professionally that, that's always been the dream so you know and we talked about you being a hybrid you've played linebacker you've played safety you've played them both at all conference levels do you have a preference on either position or do you just kind of feel like you fit anywhere on the field i always get this question i, I don't i honestly don't have a, a preference i just feel like whatever the game plan is like wherever i fit best like for 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 a coach honestly like i really don't have a preference i just 
whoever, yeah, whoever the game, whatever the game plan is, whoever I fit best in the game plan to help us win, uh, I don't care. I'll play DN if I have to. <laughs> you know, and you yeah. recently got to play in the FCS Bowl. So where did that All-Star Bowl, you know, where did they have you playing at? And what was that experience like just to have the opportunity to play at an elite All-Star Bowl like that with some of your teammates? So I played Will Linebacker in the in the FCS Bowl. And it was dope. We had we had a blast out there. Like we had fun. We all played, uh, me, Kevin Sue, Nazir Gibbons, and and Carlson. We all played in the game together on the same team, and we all played really well, and we won by like a large margin. So it was just fun, like to be out there, like all of us making big plays. We're jumping right on the field, hip bumping each other. It was like it was a good time to play one last game together and come out on the winning side. It was just a great time. You know and. Being a hybrid player, it gives you a little bit of an advantage in this year's draft class because teams are going to be able to experiment and put you at so many different positions. So in your opinion, what separates you from some of these other prospects in this year's draft class? So for me, what separates me, I think what we've been talking about kind of the whole time, like that ability to be a hybrid and my versatility, like in my in my career at Pace, I've played strong safety, free safety. I've played Will linebacker. I played Mike linebacker. I played a uh, slot corner. Like I, I've played pretty much every position besides. I haven't played outside corner. Obviously, <laughs> that's not me. But I haven't and I haven't played D line. Obviously, but I played it pretty much every position that like my body type kind of allows me to. So I feel like that's what puts me over my uh, versatility. You know, and something a lot of teams are going to be looking at is off the field character. You know, in today's NFL, that's a huge part of whether or not you make it in this league. So. What if one of these 32 teams takes a shot on you? What are they getting from you as a person? Oh, well, I for one, I, I feel like I give back to my community a lot. Like this, this past summer, I just um got the chance to collaborate with um my, where I, my training staff that I train with at home, like my DB and linebacker trainer. It's called the whole nine Bayonne. So I got to collaborate with them and run my first youth camp um for, for kids eight to um 13. And we had a blast with the kids out there. It was a great time. And just things like that, just giving back to my community. For me, that's one of the biggest things I feel like that I could do, like, and that all people should do is, like, humanitarian work like that. Just a, a great thing. And I feel like that, that's, I feel like for me, that's, that's like, that shows my character a lot. You know, and we've talked about you being a versatile weapon. So if you could describe the way you play the game of football in your own words, how would you describe the way that you play this game? Uh, one word you said. You could use two, three. Uh, if you've got uh, multiple. I'm down with it. I would say, I would say violent, and then I would say like opportunistic. I was gonna say I one of the I, opportunistic was a word that came to mind. I you know if folks have a chance to turn on your huddle tape, the very first play on your huddle tape, I the QB breaks breaks the pocket. Looks like he's got a clear touchdown. I'm sure you know the play I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah for sure. And you. Yeah. Strip the ball out on the run. I, I need you to walk me through that play because I'm still not sure how you made that play. So what did you see there? And talk about how, you know, that type of play recognition does help you to be able to make some of these elite opportunistic plays you're talking about. Yeah, so um, actually it's crazy because if you watch that play, they go they go to uh, empty an empty formation and we're, and we're in man. And I was playing safety, so like it was a, a man blitz. So I'm rolling down to – to cover the man that's being vacated by the blitz. And as I roll down, it's a QB draw. So he drops back. It's like a fake, a fake drop back, drop back and runs up the middle. So 
but I'm taking my steps up and cover to cover my man. And I see that he breaks loose and breaks to the side away from me. So I'm just, I started sprinting as hard as I could in pursuit. And once I get to him, he, he's about to go in the end zone. So I'm like, I can't just, you know, I'm about to just go for a regular tackle. So I just went for the, the, uh, the rip and ripped it out. It, it was a crazy play to watch. And, you know, it's I feel like those types of plays are what have earned you the opportunity to go to some of these all-star bowls. So we talked about you going to the FCS bowl. Are there any other all-star bowls or combines that you're preparing for or any other ones that you have on your radar right now? Yeah. So um, I have the, the dream bowl on my, on my radar and the, uh, the tropical bowl too, as well. So what's it like, you know, you know, being a kid from a small town, New Jersey town now, having the opportunity to go to all these all-star bowl games and, you know, have the opportunity to prepare for a career at football. What's that feeling like? And has it really hit you yet that this is now football is your career now? Yeah, no, it's just that definitely just a blessing. Uh, it's hard to describe it really, especially because like there's only one other person that's played um, in the NFL or I guess professional football in general. And um that would be Ray Lucas from my town, Ray Lucas. And he did it. He did it. Like he graduated in like 89 or something like that. So it was a super long time ago. So definitely, definitely surreal that I'm going to have, you know, hopefully God willing a chance to play professional football as well. You know, and to be able to do the things that you're doing on the field and, you know, you talked about a goal being in the classroom, having a three, three GPA. So to be, that elite in the classroom and that elite on the field, it takes a strong support system. So can you talk about the support system that you have and how much they've meant to you on your journey? Yeah. So my, my family, I feel like is, has my, like my parents don't, don't miss a game. I always have a parent at a, at a game my whole life, whether it be a literally baseball game or now like college football, like my dad flew, flew out to watch me play in Florida this past weekend. So like but between my my cousins, my brothers and my sister and my, and my parents, my aunts, my uncles, even my, even just, you know, my friends, like they come to every game there. Anytime I do anything significantly decent or, or good, I get, you know, I'm getting texts from people, even even from people back um, in Harrison. Like if they see like a stat line or something, I'll, I'll get a text or a call. I got like um some old coaches that that still call and and support me, keep up with me and and, and encourage me. So I, yeah, my support system, super 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 strong. You know, and being from Jersey, I gotta ask you who who do you pull for in the NFL? Who's your team if you're a Jersey guy? Giants. All right, so I I've that might you might have lost some points with me. I'm a Patriots <laughs> fan, and I still have not gotten over Eli Manning and whatever the crap he decided he wanted to do in the Super. <laughs> How are you a Patriots fan? I listen, I grew up Matt Light was the Patriots left tackle when I was growing up. Okay. And Matt Light was like I loved him and then the Patriots got Danny Woodhead and I'm I'm 5'10". Oh, I like Danny Woodhead. Yeah. I yeah, like I'm 5'10", Woodhead. so I was like, "Oh, maybe one day I could be like Danny Woodhead." The only difference between me and Danny Woodhead is I'm 5'10 and I weigh like 300 pounds. So <laughs> <laughs> it was never going to happen for me. So I got to ask you if you're a Giants fan, man. My co-host Logan has like made some bold takes on the Giants this year. And one of them is that he thinks Daniel Jones is going to get a second contract from you guys. Are are you wanting that? What do you uh, I mean, I feel like he's played, he's played well this year. I don't really, yeah. I mean, I haven't, honestly, I haven't really been keeping up with the giants this, this season for the most part. I, I just been watching like the primetime games for the most part. 
So is, is that, you know, that's, that's a sentiment I get from a lot of college athletes. It's like, Hey, I don't have as much time to watch football. Yeah. Like I literally watch, I watch the Sunday night games and the Monday night games. And that's pretty much it. I really don't, I really, when like maybe nah, not even Thursday night, just they have Sunday and Monday night. Cause Sunday, you know, we have, we watch our film and have a recovery after our game. And then, and then Monday's our day off. So I'll definitely watch the Monday game for sure. But after that, it's like, yeah, we're in, you know, the last next game on Thursday, we're in film on Thursday, at the, you know, and I'm going to sleep after. So, you know, and you brought up the film room and film is something that people just I, I don't think it gets enough love and enough credit how important film is to being a dominant football player. So in your opinion, you know, how important is the film room to the success you've had? And what are some of your study habits like in the film room? Yeah, film. I definitely owe a lot, a lot of my success to, to the film room for sure. So as a, as a DB group at Pace, so we watch, we choose to watch film. Like we, we, we have coach Rondo in the office with us all hours of the night after practice watching film with us, but he doesn't have to do that. Cause you know, as coaches, they watch more film than anyone, but you know, we, we ask for him to stay after practice and watch extra film with us. So we get filming uh, as a group um, from, from Monday to Friday. So we're getting that, we're getting that, and and then we get obviously we get filming before practice too, and then just as far as me watching film on my own, every chance I could get at school, I'm, I'm watching film. So and then as far as study habits, I, I like to like watch myself first, see what I can improve on, and then like if I'm watching, like if I watch, you know, the performance from the week before, I like to watch myself, watch I watch myself first, and then I watch the game, a couple of times. And then as far as like for for um for scouting other teams, just get into to seeing what their tendencies are. Like we'll do a breakdown, like percentages of, of what they do on what down. And then, you know, getting into like what we like to run against them to stop them. And then talking about what we like to call on certain downs. And that goes like with their tendencies too. So watching watching film and then keeping that stuff in mind to see like what okay, well what would we what would we be in? in this situation and how, and how would I play it? You know, and I have to ask you, cause everybody, if you played the game, if you watched the game, we all got that guy that we tried to emulate on the football field. I was an offensive lineman. So Danny Woodhead was not the guy I was able to emulate. So mm. was there anybody growing up that you were like, man, I want to be like him someday. And is there anybody now that you like to watch film on and try and take bits and pieces of their game and incorporate it into yours? Yeah. So Growing up, and then even still now, like uh, Sean Taylor for sure. Like, like I'll I'll go back and I'll watch. Someone was kind enough to upload on YouTube, like, um, all every highlight that like he's ever made, like from each season of his career, like from college and the NFL, and they're like, like hours long. So I'll go out and I watch those all the time. And then like the guy, the guy now that I watch, I like watching. Jamal Adams, I like watching um, Honey Badger, and I like watching Minka. Minka, too. So, you know, with you preparing for the NFL draft, a lot of people don't understand the combine work and the workouts that go into that. So what's your workout regiment like right now as you gear up for draft season? Yeah, so um, I'm planning on going, like, within the next uh, two weeks, I'll start going. Right now I'm training at home with, uh, like, my trainers that I got at home in, at Fast uh, in New Jersey. It's a workout spot for 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 college and high school athletes, 
and then with my DB trainers at the whole nine. But I'm planning on going to a facility and, and staying. Like It'll probably be somewhere out of state. I've got like a couple facilities that I'm talking to that uh, I'll go and, and basically be have a nine to five of training for, for uh, pro days and stuff like that. So, you know, on this show, we love to give advice to high schoolers. And you talked a little bit earlier about how you got to give back to some younger kids and, you know, teach a football camp. So I want to start by having you, you know, give advice to a kid who's playing a similar position. You are defense, whether it be linebacker or safety, when you're, when you're teaching a young kid, how to play this game, where do you start when you're trying to teach a young kid how to, you know, really up their game and play at a good level? Well, I would say um, first, my piece of advice would play every position that you can because you don't know what position you're going to play um, in college at the next level. Like when I was in high school, um, I thought I was playing offense after my junior year and I play defense now. So, you know, but I, I would say I always played everything and I always took every snap serious no matter if I was on defense or offense. I had that in the back of my mind. So play every position you can. The coach wants to put you at receiver for a game. Don't, you know, complain like, oh, you know, but I'm a running back now. Like play receiver because you never know. That might be the um, position you're best at. So I would say that that's number one. And then number two, I would say that, you know, don't, don't like stress and think about, oh, I'm not getting any offers or interests. Just, just work, just work and the, uh, the results will come. And if you could break down, you know, obviously when you're helping these young kids, you're getting to see them on the field. So if you could look at a kid's on the field performance and this kid's decided I want to play in college, where would you tell them is most vital on the field to make sure they're working at to up their game so they're able to play at the next level? Mm -hmm. I would say get in the weight room. Um, you you don't want to be, you know, because you prevent, first of all, you prevent like you'll prevent a lot of injuries by being in the weight room. And and you'll get you'll get your weight up to you, you know if you're super super light like it, it'll sometimes it'll be hard to get interest from schools if your if your weight is lacking and then for, as far as off off the field too I want I want to talk about is grades I feel like a lot of people get held back with their grades so make sure that's at the part before you even think oh you know I want to play college football well what's your GPA you know you touched on the goal for you with grades was a three three. Can you talk about, you know, a lot of kids don't understand just because you're a good football player. You alluded to it. What is your GPA? Can you talk about how how vital and how helpful it was for you to be a great student in the recruiting process and in your collegiate journey? Yeah, so um, I had I had like a my career GPA in high school is like a three six. So besides like Ivy League schools, I will. I actually had a, my GPA to get into Ivy's was probably all right. But I think my SAT um probably wasn't high it wasn't high enough because I know you need like a 13 and when schools were asking me like my SAT didn't really not that I had a bad SAT but it wasn't cutting it for the Ivies but if if your GPA is first of all if you're not even eligible then it doesn't matter really how good how good you are because you have to go to JUCO nothing wrong with, with JUCO but you know you'd have to go to JUCO if if your GPA wasn't even then you'd be eligible and then two like it's gonna your GPA being up to par you it won't hold you back from going anywhere. So any school that wants you, as long as the feeling is mutual, you, you can go there because your grades aren't holding you back from going there. And especially and that creates a habit. Like and it shows that it also shows that you have um good character because they're they're seeing that okay, well this kid, you know, approaches everything the way that he approaches football. He cares about cares about his grades 
So how you like they say, how you do one thing is how you do all things. So it, it definitely it also looks better as well. You know, and a lot of people don't understand in today's college football, the landscape's changed with NIL. You know, and people think that NIL isn't as important at the D2 level. So can you talk about how did NIL change things for you? And, you know, what opportunities has NIL opened for small school guys at that D2 level? So honestly, for the NIL, like, I didn't really do too much. I'm going to be honest. I didn't really do too much with the NIL. Like, I didn't really look into it way too much. The only really thing I did was was um was my camp with that. So I didn't really look into any other things. But I'm sure, like, as it – gets a little bit older like not older but you know as the years go by and and more stuff like develops like it'll be big so I know a lot of a lot of guys some guys on my team and then a lot of guys like in the conference were doing deals some some people were doing deals like the local dominoes and stuff like that I just personally I didn't I didn't uh really like do too much looking into and and reaching out as far as trying to get those deals because uh I don't know it was kind of it was new and I wasn't really like interested in not wasting time but i didn't really want to put too much time or thought in, into the nil you know and you did play at a d2 school and there are some people out there and there's some high school kids out there who maybe when they get a d2 offer they don't take it as serious because there's this a lot of d1 or bust mentality or you know d1 or none people think you know if i can't go d1 what's the point of going so if you could talk to someone about d2 football and how legit D2 football is and the opportunity that's still there at that D2 level, what would you want people to know about it? Well, I would say for as far as all divisions, like not many people play college sports in general. And that's from D1 to D3 to JUCO, whatever, NIA, whatever. And then when you talk about D2, most Division II programs um, offer scholarships. So when you – and then when you – so when you get into that uh, that field – even less people get scholarships to play sports. Like I was the first person for my school, football player for my school to get a, a, a college scholarship to play football. It's in since Ray Lucas, however many years ago that was. So like not many people get the opportunity. So division two is, is you know, that's a big deal. Like you're in rare air when you get a division two scholarship. And also if, if you think, if you're just thinking D1 or bust, not everyone like not everyone is going to go to the NFL. And and if you do like the average career is, is in the NFL is, I think it's even less than it used to be two and a half. I think it's even less now. Like, so say you do go D one or, and you go to the NFL or you do go whatever division you go to the NFL, like that career is, is always over with. It comes and it goes fast. And a lot of division two um, schools and, and programs offer a great education, like these schools in the NE 10, a lot of them are top academic, you know, institutions. And that's that's what really matters more than anything because sports can only last so long. Like everyone's body playing this game takes a beating and you're only in this game for so long. So it's like the school is, is more important than the number attached to it as in, you know, one, two or three. So, you know, and I want to end the interview. Like I said, the goal is for you, for one of these 32 NFL teams to take a shot on you. And we know we've heard about the hybrid player you are and the things you bring on the field and, you know, the type of man you are off the field. So at the end of the day, why should one of these 32 NFL teams take a shot on Dustin Husinovich? I'm going to bring a uh, great energy, uh, a great work ethic. I'm going to put my head down and go for, for any, any professional team that uh, takes a shot on me. And I'm going to go, I, I'm going to go. I have a, uh, I feel like I have a great, great um, 
work. I have a great work ethic and I have a great motor. Um, I could play at five, six different positions on the field. I, I feel like I fit into any defensive scheme there is. Um, and I, and I'll learn that scheme and I'll, and I'll bust my tail to, to make sure I know multiple positions in that scheme too, and then give my all for, for, uh, any team or an organization that gives me a shot. Dustin, I've had an absolute blast having you on, man. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure, man. And, you know, folks, that's Dustin Husinovich, All-American from Pace University, 2023 NFL draft prospect. That's all we got for you guys this time. Like I always tell you guys, rate, subscribe, and review to the podcast. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Have a good one.